Hello and welcome to Huddersfield Town Extra Time, sponsored by Sportsbroker. I'm pleased to be joined by Stuart Rayner of the Yorkshire Post and David Hatrick of Opta and the Examiner. Dave, you're on these shows as often as I am, probably more often than I am. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. Um, this this feels eerily similar to a, a couple of these we've, we've done this year. And as we were saying uh, before we started recording, if you flip their two halves around, we're in jubilant mood. But in, in the way it's gone this time, it, it feels like a, a couple of points dropped somehow. Yeah, it does. I think the, the thing I said after Swansea is that, you know, one of the key things is it kept the run going. It wanted a defeat. And without repeating myself, it's it's the same thing really. It's it's better than the defeat. It's it was a little bit frustrating second half, but I didn't think to be fair, I didn't think it was as bad as perhaps the commentary game felt at times or the Swansea game felt at times. So I didn't think they were sort of throttled out of the of a half of football. It's just they struggled with just getting out and having a little bit of composure on the ball and it and it cost them really. And it's it's a shame because I thought first half I thought they were actually really good. I thought it was, it was one of the stronger first halves I've seen from several players um, on that pitch. And uh, yeah, it, it it is what it is. Yeah, Stuart, it's one of them where in the championship it's, it's odd because on paper Stoke with the the form they've had up and down, you think, oh, this is a, a team that Huddersfield, given where they are in the table. You know, could be beaten, especially after that first half. You think, oh, the, the table's correct, it's, it's showing as it should be. And it's not to say that the, the table's lying or anything, but Stoke aren't a bad team. They didn't, the, the changes that they made, the players they brought on, Jacob Brown and uh, Joe Allen, who's played in European Cup finals and things like that, these aren't bad footballers by any stretch. So you kind of have to, as emotional as you are, you have to take a, a step back and be a bit realistic at this time as well. And, and to, you know, a point against Stoke perhaps isn't the end of the world. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, in the championship, you you have days when you you're not at your best, and and you know, the key to being a side challenging for promotion is is not to lose when you're not at your best. So you know, as as Dave said, while the frustrations about it, the end result at least was at least was that they're a point better off. You yeah. know, uh, and and as you say, you know, Stoke have Stoke have the sort of depth of the squad really you kind of expect from a team you know, in the first couple of years of a parachute payment, really, there's a, an impressive amount of strength there. And, and obviously, you know, as the, as the second half is going on, then, you know, that, that's, that should work in Stoke's favour, and it, and it did do tonight. Um, it's just, you know, just listening to Carlos Corbran in his post-match press conference, he thought the problem was more physical and mental uh, this time, which is interesting with, obviously... Two, uh, two games coming up next week, two games the week after as well. You know, just yeah. suggest that some of the squad players are going to have to step up a bit. But, uh, you know, again, as Dave alluded to it, and, and yourself, that it, it's a bit of a pattern sometimes of town going 1 0 up and, and not really forcing these games. So I think that's something they do, they do have to address. Yeah, Stuart, it's an interesting point you make about patterns and, and looking at that positively this time last year. Town fell off a cliff and, and, you know, victories in the second half of the season were, were extremely far, uh, few and far between and a home draw against Stoke would have been extremely welcome. This year, we've gone through January 2022 without defeat. It's been 10 games in, in all competitions since the, the club have been beaten. That's something to, as Dave said before, hold on to, be proud of and, and build on because they're the type of habits and streaks that actually do mean a lot and, and can 
be a, a solid foundation to build the second half of the season on. Yeah. yeah I, sorry. So go on, Dave. I, no, I, yeah, definitely. And I think last season, it's important to say they lose that game. You know, if they play that way, they lose that game. They also will have lost against Swansea. They will also have lost against Coventry. So there is... And probably is, not beaten Reading. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. So you've got to respect the progress. And it's that same thing of, of they've flown so high this season that you can't lose sight of the fact that finishing anywhere in the top half this season would be massive progress. So yeah. there are going to be days like this, but I think there's also going to be plenty of other days where town win games. Uh, it's it's that sort of season. It's that sort of league. Yeah, Stu, what was the point you were going to make? Sorry. No, I was just going to say that you, you kind of view everything from the perspective of where you are in the league. And, you know, when you're looking at it from the playoffs, you could say, well, that, that's another game we didn't lose. And, they, you know, they do have a lot of solidity about them. If you're looking at it in the relegation zone, when you're, you're desperate for points, you, you're looking at it in, in terms of two points dropped. So I think, you know, because of, the, because of the work done this season and the position they've put themselves in, you can kind of look on it more positively. The fact that, yeah, we, we didn't play great, but we played against a good side and we, and we still managed to draw sort of thing. Rather than, woe is me, you know, we've, we've passed up another chance. Uh, and that's that's just kind of kind of the way the way I look at it today. You know, I, I do I do feel they could have played better. I do feel they didn't ram it home. But you know, ultimately, it, it, you know what what's Town fan really can be complaining about the fact that you know they're, they're only sixth in the championship at the moment. You know, you, you give your right arm for that for the start of the season. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point. To be honest, it's you know it's the hope that kills you as a fan, isn't it? And I think when when people do take a, a step back for a second and realise that their disappointment is be, disappointment, sorry, is because they're losing pace with with the people towards the top end of the division rather than creeping towards League One. That sort of bring home how far the club's coming in an extremely short amount of time. Dave, for this sort of I don't know how to call it habit, perhaps to to be snapped. What do you think, what changes have to be made? I, it was one of the conversations we had after the game was uh, Carlos in a, in a you know, in the Swansea game afterwards had, had mentioned the fact that he wished he'd gone to, to two up top uh, earlier on and it's something that I said, oh, when Jordan Rhodes was coming, I thought that was going to happen. But obviously, Danny Ward appeared to have not a serious issue, but something to, to tweak his ground perhaps. And that's maybe what, what stopped them doing that. And maybe on another day, had they been able to go two up top when they wanted to, it could have been a different story and stretched the game a little bit more and still couldn't have enjoyed the, the territory that they had. Yeah, I think there are tactical treats that, that need to be made. Carlos Corbran, has, has, in his press conferences, when we've asked him about this pattern, not just after this game, has been very quick to point out it's it's not, they're not, nothing's coming from the bench to tell them to drop that deep. It's a little bit of a mindset. And I think partly it's a midfield issue. Um, that they need to just have a look at how they want to set that midfield up when they're 1-0 up because they are getting drawn too deep. There's no denying that. And it's the midfield that is pulling them back to there, I think. But yeah. also, I think that you've got to look at... that They've got a shape that works and they've got a shape that's got them into that position in the first place. So the changes you have to make in a game have to be meaningful and they have to do something. It's very easy just to say, oh, you've got to change this, that and the other, but you've got to be very certain they're going to work because it can go the other way as well. You don't want to lose the solidity that you have. So I think it's it's tactical tweaks. I think I'm like you, Raj. We, we were speaking a little bit off it 
before we started recording tonight, I would have gone two up top. And Carlos mentioned about having a, being able to go a little bit longer would have just given them a little bit of relief and broke the press a little bit second half. Circumstances dictated that couldn't happen. That's a real shame because I think it could have changed the shape of the last 15, 20 minutes if they if they could have done that. But yeah, they, there's things they can do. There's tweaks they can make. Um, and they'll, they'll be working on it. We're, we're not saying anything that Carlos Corbin and the backroom staff don't know or don't know they need to work on. Yeah. Um, Stu, this is a question I'll ask you because I'll know Dave's answer to it already, having listened to his podcast in the week where he said creative midfielder about 86 times. Um, if you had the, the fantasy uh, position of, of you stepping into Lee Bromby's shoes and, and trying to you know work on some transfers for town with a, a you know Monday day being the transfer deadline day, What's the type of player that you would think perhaps the club could bring in to, to help if there is a, an option that we maybe don't have off the bench or, or in the first 11 at present? Well, I, th- I think obviously they've they, they, they built a good structure now. You know, this mainly 3 4 2 1, although, you know, they changed it a bit today. So I think it's just a case of, of upgrades in, in each position because, as you say, it, it is. I think it's a matter of confidence, and I think it's, it's Carlos's confidence to look over his shoulder and say, "There's a player there who can actually change things for the better." And you know, it took, took till I think 72 minutes for us to see a sub today, and that's maybe a sign that he wasn't really looking behind himself and saying, "There's a player I can hang my hat on." You know, he's got he's got experienced strikers in in Fraser Campbell and and Jordan Rose, but they haven't scored a goal this season. You know, he's got Scott Hayes. The developing midfield player, but he isn't yet at the level of Jonathan Hogg and Lewis O'Brien. He's still developing, you know, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And and, and really, it's, it's just a case of upping that competition. But, you know, we, we've got to be realistic. Town are working on a tight budget and it's it's going to be gradual progress. It can't be the sort of fast-forward progress that you, that you see at some other clubs. Phase one's been done very well this season. They've identified the problem at the back and they've really tightened up. Phase two now is to become a better attacking side over time. But it, it, it just might not be possible to, to bring in that, that silver bullet player in this transfer window. It might be something that has to wait until the summer. Obviously, we all, we all hope the recruitment team can find someone and they pull some rabbits out of the hat in the summer. So it's, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I think, I think to have another, another centre-forward option would be, would be great. Um, if that doesn't happen, then it's just about working with Jordan Rhodes and Fraser Campbell to get a bit more confidence, a bit more goal-scoring rhythm in them so that they can become those players. And, and you know, that's what that's what Carlos has been brought in to, to do, to coach the players rather than buy them. Um, so so maybe that might have to be the solution. That's the, the sort of level-headed uh, insight that we invite you onto the show to, to give you. Thank you very I'm much. sorry, I'll go now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you sent us in the, uh, in the post. Um, Dave... One player that I wanted to, to touch on before we, we look ahead to the Derby game in midweek, because that's going to come sooner rather than later as well, is Ollie Turton. Because I think tonight was one of his, his best showings in a in a town shirt. He, you know, you can see the confidence growing in him, not just defensively. There's a few times where in the box he was he read play really well and he made a decisive contribution where perhaps early in the season he would have been a little more rash. He, he gave away a penalty or two earlier on in the year where his confidence wasn't as high. And they were in the same position tonight and didn't. There's one great example of it where he switched play about 60 yards across the field from one flank to the other to Sober Thomas. 
and, and put the ball in a 50 pence piece like he was Andrea Perlo and it was absolutely gorgeous to watch but the way he plays in that back three when he's been called upon called upon sorry with, with Levi Colwell it brings him a nice balance doesn't it because it, they, they can go into a four if they want and push Sauber up or they can go into a three and he can tuck in it's it's been a nice growth to see him throughout the season hasn't it yeah he's, he's a lot of the criticism he had early on was was quite uh, me and Stephen the examiner we sort of pushed back a little bit against it because he's played more football at this point than anyone expected him to including Ollie Turk he knew <laughs> he was signed to come in essentially as a number two and he's ended up playing the bulk of the season his flexibility is vital because as you said it allows him to change shaping game but also you need squad players like this who yeah you know he may not be a 9 out of 10 Stardust player every week but you, you can't have two first 11 to keep everyone happy you need Oli Turk to come in they do a really solid job a really good job they, he's obviously extremely comfortable in a town shirt now as well because remember he made step up into this tier as well which is, is a big thing you need those players and you can see Carlos Corbin is a manager who trusts certain players. He likes a tight group. He likes a small squad. And the fact that Turton is, is part of that now and he, he's, I mean, he's likely the first sub option as well often to try and change the shape and change the game. Yeah, I, I think he's doing, I think he's doing pretty well all in. Yeah, I think that's really nicely said. Um, Stu, as I said a moment ago, uh, it's Derby County at home on, on Wednesday night. There's no rest for the wicked. The game's been brought forward because Town are in the fourth round of the FA Cup on, on Saturday against Barnsley at home as well. Um, what type of, of threat are, are Derby going to be posing? Because you know the, the headlines for them, unfortunately, are all off-field, but the work they are doing on field is a, is a team that seems to be playing with absolutely no pressure, no expectations, going out and expressing themselves and, and putting some really eye-catching, not only performances, but results together as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Derby County a couple of weeks ago where they beat Sheffield United to off the bottom of the table. And uh, that game was played the day after they'd lost Phil Jagielka, who came to Stoke, the day after they'd lost Graham Shinney. And, and really, the fight that Wayne Rooney has put into that team is, is quite remarkable, really, because... I think we all looked at it at the start of the season and thought that, that's just a lost cause. So the fact that he's engendered that is really impressive on his part. Not, not just that they had it at the start, but that, he's, but that they maintained it. You know, and, and I'm guessing they'll probably be looking at events today where Rooney, by all accounts, has, has turned down the chance to manage Everton. And, and that will only invigorate them further. So, you know, we, we're talking about a tough test here, you know. We always say the league table doesn't lie. Well, when you've got a 21-point deduction, it does lie. You know, they, yes. they, are, they are a much, much stronger test than, uh, than that. But, you, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing for Tam to fear when you look at the performances that, that they put in this season. It's just a sign that they really are going to have to be on their metal. And I say they, they, may, they may need that freshening up uh, because if they, if they have the same sort of tiredness of performance today... They will struggle against Derby. You know, if they if they're on the game, it should be a should be a really good game, and uh, and Towns only have enough to to come through it. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's a lot it's a lot about how Huddersfield recover from this physically and mentally, and I say how how effectively Carlos can shuffle the pack. I suppose. 
Yeah, Dave, which town do you think need to turn up to that game? I know that seems a strange question, but there, there seems to be this Jekyll and Hyde of the, the Swansea home, Stoke at home town that are slightly more conservative. And then there's the Blackburn at home, Reading away town that just go, OK, you can score three, but we're going to we're gonna score four or five. We're going to you know throw caution to the wind and, and go for this one. Yeah, they need to be careful because what Derby don't do is just sit back in shape and, and just try and block out a draw. They do go for you. And they give up a bit of space behind the fullback. So you need to be quite brave, I think, with Josh Caroma and with your wide players. And Josh Caroma's just had his best game of the season for me. May as well cover it. It's not his fault the Stoke player put his leg there. So never a red card for me. Um, but... I think it's just, you've got to be a little bit brave. You've got to be a little bit brave out wide with your wide options because Derby do tend to push on there. So there will, will be space. And I think it's a game where you tell Josh Caroma, don't worry too much about tracking back. Just be brave and go and sit in that space and use him as the out ball there. They've, they're beatable, but they're very, very tough and they're on a mission. You know, there is no other way to describe them this season. They have a real siege mentality and, you know, absolutely fair enough. It's, it's not the players' fault they're in the circumstances they are. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a hard game. But it should be quite, I would I would say it should be quite entertaining. It should be quite entertaining. They they won't sit in a lot, low block and just try and get something. They will push for three points. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that game quietly. I, I couldn't call it, I'll be honest with you, but I'm quite looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, a, sorry, guaranteed nil nil now by the sound. <laughs> but go ahead, Stu, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say the, the difference between the teams essentially, and we've kind of seen it played out today. Is Derby have no choice but to play like that. Town yeah. do, and and that sort of conservatism can be quite dangerous if you if you let it get the better of you. You know, we saw it today when they, whether it was deliberate or not, they sat back on that one one nil. Derby are just playing with this we've got no choice but to go for it mentality and and, and Tam could do with a, a little bit more than that it's all, always about a balance you don't want to go completely gung-ho but if there was just a, a little bit more of that I think we'd see a better better Huddersfield town than we, than we saw tonight so Okay, well, by the sounds of it and the, the preview you two have got, that's, a, that's not a game to be missed. So there are still tickets available at the John Smith Stadium if you want to come down on Wednesday night and, and have a watch of that one. Uh, there's nothing much better to do on a Wednesday night, I don't think, anyway. So there's uh, there's no reason not to. But thank you both. I won't keep you any longer. It's late on a on a Friday night. I'll let you two get home. So thank you very much, Stuart. Thank you very much, Dave. And, and thanks to Sports Broker as ever for sponsoring the show.